Hey folks, it's uh, your handler Chris here. Just wanted to say before we jump into the fun madness that's about to befall everybody, um, we want you all to follow us on Instagram. That's uh, Chaos Engine Pod. That'd be dope. And we get more people there to follow us and see things. And uh, also, you know, if you got a group that you play with, tell tell them about us. If uh, you get them to listen to us, maybe you convince them to play some Delta Green. Or if you guys are already playing Delta Green, like, fuck yeah, man, that's dope. But get them off of other systems. Get them to play this dope-ass game. Uh, lastly, it would be real cool if whatever you listen to us on, uh, like Apple Music or podcasts or I know I use like Podcast Attic, if you could rate us on there, uh, preferably five stars, that'd be dope. Uh, that, you know, pushes the algorithm. There's a whole bunch of shit behind there that the higher ratings we have, the more it gets people to see us. And that's just in the way that we can upgrow the podcast because obviously we're not super, uh, like fanatical about this. A lot of it's just us doing it because we're having fun and we wanted to keep it that way. But it'd be dope if more people listen to it. And then, you know, we have talks of expansion. If this gets big enough that we might try to do another show. So that's kind of something we talked about. But first we need to get our numbers up and, and go through all of that stuff. So uh that's all I got. Have yourself a wonderful day. Laters. <laughs>
So it's like I got to find someone with a truck, and then I got to lift the washer into said truck, and I got it's just a lot of steps. So it's easier just to leave it there. Yeah, because I'm lazy. And, and no, I respect so. it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I would say my, that I could get done too that I don't. <laughs> low key, my plan was uh, if we get our roof done and they come and bring the big guard, like the big dumpster. Oh, I was yeah. hoping when we do that, I could just push it into without that. anyone looking. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna tell the guy I'm gonna throw that shit in there. But. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, just like all silent, like just yeah, <laughs> the American way. Just I don't know. <laughs> um, so Misha, I this is weird for me because you're the only one who didn't hit a breaking point last last mission, and so we don't have to start off with discovering what sort of weird phobia or things you have. Yeah, you 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 did it. You were the one who you finished the ritual. You burnt the house down. Yeah, you left. Glad you to be pulled here. everybody else out. Agnes, the young whippersnapper, 18-year-old, pulled three grown-ass men out of that fire and she's helped everything out. 22, uh, just because I think she had to like, go true. post-college. Yeah. But she's still she's a young, youngin'. But uh, yeah, glad glad a young female heroine can... She did it. More, more people that uh, around that age and female <laughs> can listen to this podcast and be inspired. Right. She, Kill she, your demons. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We don't have that to begin off to begin off with. So, mm. what are you thinking for a home session for Agent Agnes here? As we, you know, this kind of two nebulous two year stretch we have. Yeah. Uh, what do you see Agnes doing? Obviously, she's probably going to graduate from the FBI Academy at that yeah. point because that's only what like a year and a half thing or whatever. Yep. yep. Um. So I think when we pick up in two thousand nineteen, I think Agnes is probably. Working at a, I'm assuming she's got a job with the FBI at yep. some sort of branch office. Do you think she stays in, is it Langley, where the headquarters is? Does she move somewhere else? Where do you, where do you see her in 2019? Well, I think the headquarters that she went to college with was somewhere around West Virginia or somewhere over there. Yeah. I don't, I don't really recall at the moment. Um, I, I kind of picture her not moving to, okay, so <laughs> I kind of picture her being like, okay, she doesn't have, a mental illness per se, but I picture her getting more manic. Okay. Only because she's seen the man behind the curtain now. Right. She knows that some of the stuff that happened in her childhood wasn't just made up and in her mind. And now she just wants more answers, but no one's there to give it to her. Right. So she's just kind of manic and she kind of wants to stay close to where she was at just in case like Delta Green needs to get a hold of her again or uh, they, she wants to be easily found in, okay. just in case. Right. It works. Um, and I kind of pictured Agnes as the one who wrote the report and sent it to West after everything was done. Probably. I think that Agnes was the kind of the one that, that submitted the final report and then West would do something with that and whatnot. But I think you were probably the final one who like did the debrief with her. Everybody else, you know, doesn't didn't want to talk about it or has too many yeah, I think they got to a point where they were able to talk about it and they were able to give details, but I think Agnes is probably the most level-headed one and was able to kind of fill in all the details that others couldn't. Yeah, she's... I picture her being insanely logical about all this, too, and, like, still wanting to know all the answers. Like, obviously this was, like, some other power and she wants to figure out where that came from and right. get, you know, the the concrete solutions to all this instead of, you know, just speculation. She wants the... the Facts. Right. No, I totally get it. Um, so what do you see her doing as her home activity? Like in, in game parlance, what do you see her doing uh, when we get down to the nitty gritty of it? For those who are listening who um, didn't listen to the other ones, well, I'm, 
probably would have listened to the other ones. Uh, you can fulfill responsibilities. You can go back to nature, establish a new bond. You can go to therapy, improve a skill or a stat. Uh, you can do personal motivations, special training. You can stay on the case, or you can study the unnatural. Um, so I kind of wanted to do a hybrid with this one just because of the way that I picture her being. I okay. picture a lot. That's fine. Camp, but, uh, so first off, I know that we all kind of lost a power in the last round um, to get yes. extinguish this demon from this plane of existence. And uh, I would like to get that power back. And this, okay. and then the book says like some form of meditation or example of that. Yeah. And, um, Agnes would probably her her solace time where she thinks the most is when she's doing her morning jogs. So I picture her just really owning those morning jogs and making them longer and longer and just more intense and just like kind of using them as a form of meditation rather than a form of working out. Okay. She kind of gets lost in it at points. Yeah, okay. yeah, and, like, she kind of becomes, like, she goes, like, into, like, a fugue. Like, she just keeps running, and then all of a sudden she becomes self-aware and is like, wait, how far did I go? And then she's like, wait, where am I? And she has to look on GPS to, so like, get back. <laughs> so maybe she starts taking a marathon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's how I picture her getting her okay. power back. Um, okay. Yeah, so let's roll for that. Sure. Uh, so that would be, you got to fail your power test here, so I don't know what your power is currently at. Power is it wasn't that bad. Uh, power is well, I think it was. Let's see, the score was fourteen, and then I lost one, so it was thirteen. So thirteen times five is it's, forty-five. No, no, that's sixty. Sixty, is it? Yeah, it is. So okay, so I have to well times thirteen. Yes. So it would be a five. Carry the one, so 65. 65. Right? Oh. 5 times 13, 65. You know what? I did write 65, but yeah. the line is through the... Oh, yeah, anyway. That's cool. I, we'll do math. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so, I got an 80. Okay. Well, you failed, so you get your point back. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, you are up to 14 again. Sweet. Uh, and what do you want to do for your skill? So, for the skill, I, this is the hybrid kind of thing, because... I know that unnatural skill is uncommon. I didn't want to abuse that. And, like, of course, you're not going to get 3d6 of uncommon mm -hmm. or skill. So I was thinking a compromise of doing, like, a little bit of uh, study the unnatural because she would be completely obsessed with discovering more right. about what happened in that house. Um, so I was thinking about just rolling 1d4 to get more. Yeah, I think that's right. So, how does she, what is she doing to study the unnatural? Well, I kind of think that she would be a little bit of a delinquent, not play things by the book, <laughs> and steal something from the last so, okay. house. I think it would make sense to study the natural if she kept the journal okay. that had all like the crone that talked about the crone's rituals and For stuff sure. like that. And then maybe she will start looking more into like Nyarlathotep and some of the other stuff around. I think that would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's like a hard. Hard copy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so one d four. So that's a that's in that one. So oh well. <laughs> there you go. So you gain one point, yep. but you're gonna lose one d four sanity with another uh, with one of your bonds. Okay, that's fine. Uh, college roommate can go suck it. Okay. Okay. So I think yeah. Normally you would have to roll for the skill, but I'm I'm fine saying that we'll just give you the one because it makes sense with the book and everything. But you're and you're gonna lose. You're going to lose the willpower points with, or the, the bond points. So you get the one sure. point. So roll the d4 now for how many points you're going to lose. 
Well, that's a four. Oh, you lose four points with that kid. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, that's the best friend, right? Or the. So, how do you think that's going to manifest for her? Like, do you think just after they graduate, they stop talking? Does Agnes kind of blow up at her or like make some sort of comment that pisses her off? Or what? How do you think that comes about? I think it's just going to be when Agnes comes back and she starts to be more withdrawn and like more obsessed with something but can't share it with everyone of course she has to like keep this to herself she's not doing as much like social events like going out to lunch with her best friend and her best friend was like the other only other female cadet so like that's what they bonded over yeah and because agnes kind of withdrew from that uh you know no more social events she the the roommate kind of like held back and found companionship in other places gotcha. and uh, didn't ask her to lunch anymore. Stop vining her out. Just kind of would show him, be like, hey, and then just kind of go back to what they're, right. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more of that. Okay. There's never like, how was your day? It's very just like, hey, I'm here, I'm back, or something like that. There's never... Yeah. Well, like, you changed. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, because four is a lot. What's your score with them now? Uh, 41. Your bond score, sorry. Bond score? Yeah. You, you have a bond score with, the, with your roommate. Oh. I wrote 41. You can't have 41. Okay, so what did I do wrong? <laughs> so you can only have up to like a certain amount of points with the, with the bond. So it's like three or four points. Oh, them. okay. Then maybe I timed something and wasn't supposed to. Okay. Uh, or maybe it was like a four instead of a 40. Maybe I wrote 40 for some reason. So if you have four, then it would be down to zero. So you have yeah. you have erased that pond. Oh, hey, let's uh, just go with that. Because okay. I don't know what I did. <laughs> no, that's fine. So there Screw is you, actually well, there's actually ramifications to that. Okay. <laughs> so I gotta find those in the book. So give me a sec here. This book might be different too. So once I find the page, I'll tell you what it's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone else had to pick something that was wrong with them, and then it only makes sense that I lost something. Screw you, best friend. Page I picture her name six. being like uh, Samantha. Okay. That's a good <laughs> uh, yeah. So when you do a bond, it would have been um, so. Each bond begins with a score equal to your charisma character oh, or charisma. Charisma. So what's okay. your charisma? What's your charisma stat? Charisma stat, not score. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you would add twelve with points with them then. Okay. No, I don't know what I did wrong then. So. Um, so it would be each, down to each bond begins with a score equal to your character's charisma. The bond score often deteriorates because of your agent's involvement with Delta Green. So maybe I times those by I don't know. You whatever. could have times those by it, yeah. So there you go. So you have not destroyed that bond with them completely. Okay, so it was minus four, four so, so you're eight. eight. Yep. Okay. So there you go. So perfect. I'm glad we figured that out. Um, I was looking forward to ramifications. It's like how can I get away scot free so many times? <laughs> um, cool. So I think yeah. So I think we see you pulling that the um, the book out, and where you're kind of reading it more and more about what's going on with like the the, you know, the dark man and all of these kind of rituals that happened and the animal sacrifice and maybe you're trying to find other instances of that within other you know I will say cults or societies or something like that you're doing more researches into that and like seeing what parallels you can find yeah yeah um, 
And I think that would be a good trigger to bring it back to Agnes's. What got Agnes into Delta Green? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this isn't necessarily Agnes's complete background. This is just the instance in which it put her onto the the Delta Green's watch list. Yep, yep, yep. focus in on Agnes in college. This is probably a couple months before she's gone into the FBI program. Um, and we find her in a the library of her college. What college did she go to? West Virginia University. Okay. <laughs> um, so there are rows of books that line, that like rows of books, line, like just aisles and aisles of books that fill our view. As we pan down each of these aisles, and it's just aisle after aisle of book. Um, and it's got that kind of library used bookstore smell. Um, you know what I'm talking about. If you've oh, been yeah. within a used bookstore, you, you get that smell. So sweet. Um, and we occasionally see students walking past. Maybe we pass a, a group of uh, tables and we see university students working on various projects or just sitting there reading whatever textbooks they're reading or books or you know, do what, what you do in libraries. Uh, and eventually we settle on the true crime section. Uh, we see a slightly younger agent, Agnes, as she's thumbing through books. She's scanning each book title carefully, trying to select a case that she can use for her thesis on her to graduate from college. Once she has a case, she can write a breakdown on it, analyze it in order to pass her last class. That's kind of her plan right now. Um, after that, she'll apply for the FBI Academy, and there's the wait to see if she gets selected. Her eyes are drawn to a title. Dusty Burke, Lambs to the Slaughter. She picks up the book and looks it over. The book is written by Harrison Thompson, published in 1976. She starts to flip through the book and finds a compelling story of a man who started his own small-town church in Arkansas and slowly watched it blossom and grow in strength. Police raided, raided the compound. They found strange symbols painted on the walls and a reference to something called Shub Nagarthroth. Nagarth. It's really close to a bad word. Yeah. Ooh, that's a bad one. Um, I probably should have picked a different one there. <laughs> uh, as she digs further and further into the book, she is gripped by the accounts of this cult and the fertility rituals that she knows. And this is it. This is what she needs for her thesis. This is. So she begins to dive further into the story. She's searching for other books on Dusty Burke and what happened in 1976 in the small town. And as she scours the internet, she can't find anything. Any search of the book title, any search of the author, turns up nothing. And all she has to go off of is this book in her possession. Two weeks go by, and Agnes is closing in on finishing her paper. And that's when she receives a knock at her... Are you in a dorm or an apartment, you think, at this point in college? In college, probably a dorm. Okay. You hear a knock on your dorm door. Um, I think you kind of walk out, and you look out the people, and you see two men who are in suits that are standing out in the hallway in front of your door. One of them knocks again says, Ma'am, we know you're in there. Please open the door. We need to talk. What does Agnes do? Um, 
gonna say, yeah, she's she's uh politely as politely as she can because she's a sweet southern gal and she knows uh, <laughs> that modern niceness is a go a long way. Uh, <laughs> um, she's just gonna be like, uh, uh, what's this in regards to? man on the other side of the door is like, we believe you're in possession of something that's probably, uh, well, you shouldn't be in possession of, and we'd like to, we'd like to discuss it with you, possibly get it back. Oh, at that point, she, like, immediately opens the door and then steps aside, and she's like, I got nothing to hide. And so these two men walk in, uh, they close the door behind you, and they kind of look at you, um, standing, like, in this dormitory space, almost like a, most dorms back then were, like, basically just like a, uh, studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're so tiny. <laughs> at least the ones I went to, my buddy stayed in one at uh, Central Washington, and it was tiny. Um, and so, yeah, they're kind of looking at you, uh, and they're just like, ma'am, we need the... We're under the impression that you found a book on, on Dusty Burke. Um, is that true? Uh, that true crime story that I found in the library? Yeah, you said you found it in the library here? Uh, yes, sir, I did. You seem kind of like look at each other like. And there's no other copies that you were aware of? I did not find any on the shelf, sir. All right, we need to, uh... How much of that did you read? Well, all of it. I'm writing my thesis on it, sir. And they kind of look at each other like, that's not going to be possible, man. We're sorry about that. Um, we're going to take that book from you, and you're going to have to find a different, different thing to write up on. It's almost... Do. <laughs> I'm not into late theses, sir. <laughs> uh, and they kind of look at each other, and like one of them nods, and you see he like pulls out like a, a pre-written thesis, and he like puts it in front of, like hands it, holds it out to you. He's like, "We believe this should be sufficient to get you uh, past what you need." That's classy. Um, <laughs> if you're willing to work with us here and give us that book and destroy your old thesis, we can. We'll turn this in for you, and we can put a recommendation in at the FBI, which we know you're getting, you're aiming for. She kind of, like, slowly takes the paper from the man and, like, skims it over real quick just to, like, you know... Yeah. It's well-written. I mean, it's it lo- it's written on, like, you know, we'll say Ted Bundy or something like that. Oh, it's, okay. It's, <laughs> it's a well-written... Yeah, you kind of flip through it, um, and they're just like, yeah. It's like, trust me, it's going to get you a passing grade. Like, we're, we're confident in that. She kind of kind of side-eyes both of them, not really sure what's going on, and she's just, like, kind of nods her head slowly, and she's like, all right. Um, I'm like, can we get the book, please? I'm not going to just wait for you to hand it to him. Yeah, she just walks over to the table and then, like, hands him the, the what she was working on, and then, uh, like, the hard copies of, like, she she does, like, laptop stuff and then, like, desktop stuff. Yeah. So she handed him all the paperwork and stuff, and okay. then she's like, do you want me to delete the file? Uh, if we could watch you delete it, that'd be great. And yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, and so they're just like, awesome. Well, we really appreciate that. Uh, and they're just like, so you read the whole thing, huh? You got the everything about uh, what they found within the compound? Oh, uh, yeah. It was a very intriguing story. <laughs> and they're kind of looking at each other like, uh, when you get into the FBI, you might run into some of those things. And uh, we might be able to help you out with that. And they hand you over a card with a green triangle on it and a number with no name or anything. Like, give us a call. I think we can help you out there. You might be able to be a benefit to us as well. She's still really confused, and she's like, uh, oh, all right, sir, thank you. Yeah. And we see them kind of just, like, back out the door, close it behind them, and they're off on their merry way. Um, and I think we kind of smash cut now to, like, it's 2019, 
Agnes is at her desk job working on some mundane report that she doesn't give a shit about. She does not. Um, <laughs> we see her phone buzz on the table, and she looks down at it, and there is a text from a number she does not know. And it just simply says, we need to talk. And there is a picture of a black outline of someone that looks like Agnes on a wall. And underneath it, someone has written Agnes, spray painted Agnes on the wall underneath this painting. And it looks like it's in an alleyway. There's brick walls. You can see maybe an entryway to another, to something, you know, like a back door or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But Agnes's has, it looks like two horns have been spray painted coming out of her head. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. (laughs) Uh, And you just see, we need to talk. Oh, okay. So I kind of see her during this last two years, she's been a little bit manic to get more and more information about whatever supernatural thing she can. And she's tried to contact Delta Green and all the numbers that she had were disconnected. Like, do, do, do. Yeah. And like, yeah, nothing nothing. Went yeah. And, and she could not for the life of her get back to Delta Green or find, she doesn't know the other agent's real name. So it was impossible right. to you know, connect with those guys. So she's just been like on this what is life path of mm-hmm. trying to get back to whatever Delta Green behind the curtain thing she could get to. So the instant that her phone rang with an unknown number with that picture, she'd like pick it up and then run to the bathroom at the whatever office building yeah. and then like close the door, lock it, uh, like the entire bathroom, not just like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they probably have like single bathroom ones. Yeah, yeah. And then she'd like immediately call the number. And you call the number. And you hear a voice, familiar voice on the other end that says, uh, West here. Agent Agnes is way too hype about this. She's like, hello, hey, yes, yes, hi, hi, this Agent, Agent Agnes here. Is this, is this West? Is this her? Agnes, it's good to hear from you. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, assuming you got the photo? Uh, yes, ma'am, I did. Excellent. Um, we need to meet up with everybody. We, that photo was taken from Ellensburg, Washington, and... I don't, uh, it seems weird that it would appear two years after everything that happened, but it's there, and I want to send you guys in to figure out why. So I will send you another text here soon with the meeting place. We're going to meet up with the rest of our cell, and we're going to get this figured out. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, anytime, place, I am there, I, you can count on me. Uh, great to hear. Um, if we reach out to you again, and it's not me, do not trust what they tell you. Are we clear? Yes, ma'am. And Agnes, I want... None of the other ones had horns on their heads like yours. So I want you to be careful. You wrote the main report. From what I understand, you're the one who finished off the ritual. I am, ma'am. I'm afraid that uh, you might be a target for whatever... I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm nervous on this one. I appreciate put, your concern, ma'am. Yeah. It's like if they put horns on you and nobody else, I feel that means they're going to maybe target you or you might be uh, a person of interest in whatever's going on there. So I'll keep in touch. I'll let you guys know what's happening. We'll meet up again soon. Thank you, ma'am. I just want to let you know that I'm not the same girl that Hang you met too. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That was perfect, actually. <laughs> She's like so excited. <laughs> She's like had this huge speech, like she was yeah. planning for two years, <laughs> and, and just, it got cut yeah, off. Just cut off. So good, I love it. 
And I think we fade out from there of, I think Agnes probably has this, like, giddy look on her face. Like, there's an excitement there. Yeah. That she has to, like, stifle back down and then, like, get to her desk job and For sure. finish out whatever mundane shit she has to do. Oh, she's so excited. She's, like, she doesn't care. She's under the thing, like, where, like, I'll never die. She's in her early 20s. She's not going to, she's so happy to right. get back out there and find more <laughs> answers and, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't know how she's going to act when she sees the other agents again, but, like, I don't think she'll be, like, super hyped because she'll try to be, like, professional, right. but she'll still be like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, uh, well, we'll see how, uh, second mission plays out here. Thank you, Misha. Oh, thank you. This is awesome.